0: This is Entre-Ed Talk, the podcast for entrepreneurial educators by
1: entrepreneurial educators. We are your hosts, Toy Hirschman and Amber Ravenscroft. This podcast is created by the National Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education, or Entre-Ed for short. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Entre-Ed Talk. We are so excited to be here today with our good friend, Bob Fredette. He has been a business educator for the past 11 years and in his most recent position at Lamoille Union High School for nine. His courses include financial literacy, accounting, and entrepreneurship. He also serves as a dual enrollment faculty within the Community College of Vermont teaching accounting. Bob has a passion for teaching students how to become productive employees and owners of businesses. At Lemoyo, he has created and developed a vibrant entrepreneurship program where students are engaged in the complete process of creating and developing a business. From producing a product to marketing and financial reporting, students are immersed in the businesses they operate. Prior to teaching, he operated and managed multi-purpose health club facilities and brings this real-world experience into his classroom. And we are super pumped because joining Bob is senior Jake Randall, who has participated in the entrepreneurship program at Lamoille for the past two years. Jake operates the royalties business and has led his team to over $13,000 in sales. Hi, guys.
2: Hi. Hi. Hi.
1: We're so excited to have you here. Bob, I know we have a lot to talk about and a lot to dive into, but we like to kick it off by asking our guests and particularly the educators that are in this space to talk about their own journey in entrepreneurship. So can you dive a little bit into that and what brought you to teaching?
2: Well, I started in the health club business after I graduated only because the physical education space was so busy. There There were no jobs available and The opportunity for the health club business came up, and I, in that process, was able to learn a lot about business. And we were really considered individual entrepreneurs by the owners. And that's where a lot of uh, the financial and planning part of what I know today all came from those experiences. And after the 14 or 15 years of time, I was able to become a manager of multiple purpose facilities and, and, and really did everything, but it was time for me to get back to teaching. And that's what I really always wanted to do. And it just so happened that a business job was open. I was able to at least get my, my foot in the door a little bit to teaching. And then the opportunity came two years later at Lamoille where I was able to really grow
0: I think this is kind of interesting because you teach a bunch of different things. You teach financial literacy, accounting, and also entrepreneurship. When we meet with teachers, a lot of times, it's hard for them to understand that entrepreneurship is something for all students not just for ones taking those kinds of you know strict business types of classes. Can you share a little bit about what you do in in those type in the the more traditional business ed classes and then and then compare that to what you do in what you do or able to do in your entrepreneurship class?
2: You know the financial literacy course I use a, a lot of simulations we dive into opportunities for kids to make decisions in the process. It's not just about learning how to balance your checkbook, but then getting them in positions in these simulations where they have to determine what happened to the checkbook and wh- where the money's missing. Counting is pretty much a, more of a straight type approach to teaching. It's about the financial flow of money through a business, and it's very curriculum-driven and i have to say that our entrepreneurship program has really changed in the past 2 years it really wasn't an entrepreneurship program it was the traditional business plan program that's what i i guess the best way for me to describe it we followed you know the 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 contents of the business plan and that's what you learned and then they presented their business plan at the end and now this is learning business concepts with your hands on the product. Yes, we have some times during class where we talk about financial management or how to market or things like that, but they're very brief. What drives us is kids making things and learning along the way. So we're teaching business concepts through the process and rather than taking a curriculum and teaching them the concepts and I think that's really the big difference and that's why kids really enjoy this type of class um because they're they they do not want to sit in a theory-based course they want to put their hands on stuff
1: I can yeah. who <laughs> does right
2: <laughs> I can see
1: toy's head like okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so wait, let's pause the shift why I mean two years ago so like why
2: I was approached by a teacher in school here who met uh, the Ed Corps in the Real World Scholars Program, and that's where we got the money. And, you know, I, um, I really try to communicate that don't let barriers get in your way as a teacher. Find a way to overcome that barrier. It doesn't take as much money as you think. All it takes is a little seed. From there, it will eventually grow, and it just might take a little while. It took us really about a year. And if it wasn't for Jake and and his crew uh, building the T-shirt business, that was the impetus to the trampoline that occurred after that that first year of doing business because people were seeing the the products they were making, the kids were wearing shirts, we were doing all kinds of jobs for all different kinds of groups in the school, and the kids started seeing that and they were like, "I want in." You know, it's it's just been. A real exciting time here. I
0: love that you said that. Could you just repeat that whole thing all over again, very loudly? <laughs> I'm, just,
1: I'm not going <laughs> to make you do that. We can people. we can
0: loop it back around. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, no, no that that was amazing. <laughs> I want you to repeat it because it's worth repeating. That is something that a lot of our educators really need to understand. Is that one there are going to be barriers. And two, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to get some momentum, especially when you're a Lone Ranger in a school. And we, we try to elevate our teacher leaders in our schools too, and try to encourage them because it does, you, once you have to get it going and you get that visibility out in, in the world, in your school world, and that's what really starts to make things happen. But you, there is some, it is just like an entrepreneurial journey, right? It's the same thing. Once you get visibility and you get some traction, then it just, like you said, it trampoline's there. I love that. I love that term. (laughs) That's, that's incredible. I'm glad that you said that. That's something that that I think our audience really needs to hear because they get frustrated. I just had a teacher contact me last night, frustrated for the same reason. She had a huge barrier in trying to get her project going. And so that's, I'm going to send her the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to, I think now is actually an appropriate time, Jake, because we already kind of, you spearheaded this. You talked about how his, his business really coming to life kind of kick-started this whole movement. So Jake, can you tell us a little bit about your business and like, why did you, I'm assuming it's an elective course. So why did you pick it in the first place?
3: Well, I kind of picked the course because I was taking Bob's financial literacy class in my 10th grade year. And at the end of the year, he told me that he teaches this business startups class and that he wanted me to take over this t-shirt business, which at the time had made only one sale. And then so starting my junior year, I kind of took it over with one of my classmates. And then from there on, we slowly just built up. Then really in the second semester of last year is when we kind of took off. That's awesome.
1: So you were just, you kind of, you were thrown in for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, a little bit. How'd you grow it? Like, how did you get it to where it is? I mean, you had one sale.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we kind of started with our community. So we knew that being in a school, we had the benefit of there being a bunch of clubs and events hosted by the school. So we started off by kind of accessing them and did it for sports teams. Like I'm a basketball player. So I used my connection with that. And then that branched off to other sports and then eventually other schools around us. Oh,
0: wow. You sell to other schools. Awesome. $13,000. That's, that's nothing to sneeze at for sure. That's, that's incredible. Did what, what challenges did you face, especially starting from literally scratch? What did you, can you, can you talk about some challenges that you had to get through in order to build your business?
3: Probably the hardest part was just managing the strict budget that we had. We only had one press at the time that could do the, uh, the t-shirts. So getting orders done on time and being able to manage the business while having to take other classes also, we only had it for one block a day. So we didn't have as much time as we always needed. So needing to take out kind of study halls and some school vacations, we would go in and work on it and just take that extra time to get orders done and make new orders.
1: I do want to preface this by letting everyone know that Jake is currently in a car on his way, on his way <laughs> to a college visit. So clearly he's good at managing his time. <laughs> so well, uh, yeah, that challenge is something he certainly is good at overcoming, um, but that's awesome. So I want to ask Jake, I want to ask
0: you another question. How did you feel about yourself, about just about the business in general? compared to what you're doing with this course, compared to other classes?
3: Probably the biggest difference is just that this course is all hands-on. Like Mr. Fredette, he was great at helping us kind of start out our business, but as we kind of got control of it, he sort of let us do more and more and was kind of just guidance and gave us advice, and it's still a critical part of how we manage everything, but he really gives us a lot of opportunities for us to do things our own way. Which in other courses, you're following a strict, you do this, and this, this, and this. And that kind of just lets us take over.
0: And so it's much more motivating and engaging, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's just so much more fun when you are the one that gets to do everything.
0: Hallelujah. We talk to teachers that teach all different subjects, not just entrepreneurship. And, and part of it is bringing some of this, maybe not, you know, starting a business specifically in a math class or an English class, but bringing some of this experiential, like the hands-on real world stuff where your English class now makes sense at how it applies to your life and your math class. And and I just, I'm glad that you said that because that's something that we think can be across the board. We've seen it in schools across the board. So, so Bob, keep getting out there and encourage those teachers that aren't teaching entrepreneurship to, to follow in your footsteps because that's that's what kids need. You're not gonna go out into the real world, Jake, and be like given a a set of specific instructions, you know, (laughs) how you do this every single day. You're gonna have to think on your feet and that's that's what we need in education, I think.
1: So I wanna actually ask Bob, can you unpack that a little bit? Like what was it like to transition from that kind of role as, you know, you stand in the front of the classroom, you teach to letting the students lead. Um because I think that's a big hurdle for a lot of our teachers is thinking that they need to be experts in everything and thinking that they have to have this really strict structure. So, like what was it like for you? It-
2: when we first started the entrepreneurship program, that was my approach initially was like, okay, we have to have these lessons and you know, teach them how to do this and that. And I learned after that first semester, What was really important, which was get the products going, get stuff in their hands, and then work around everything else. And once I was able to do that, all of the things that Jake was mentioning started to happen. I don't let every business do what Jake was saying. They have to take a little bit of time, right? Uh, There's a little bit of trust that goes in, and his, his business is just uh, one unique business opportunity for him. And they demonstrated early on that they were motivated. I mean, how many kids do you know come in uh, June 20th after school's out because they have 400 t-shirts to press? Jake gives himself, he's a real humble kid. They have worked really, really hard uh, to do what they do. There's no barrier that they they just say, okay, hey, we got to come in and I see them making their schedules and they're like, hey, what time can you come here? Okay, and, they, and they're there and they're doing the work and they know the money side of it, which I think is really awesome. He knows how to price stuff. He just brings me these invoices to say for that, This is what I did. Sometimes we disagree. And that's okay. That's part of it, you know. Part of it, yeah. So that's part of it. Yeah, Jake yes. laughing because he knows he's like, no, for that, just trust me, especially, <laughs> especially sales. Like he, the best. Uh, he said, we're gonna, we're gonna buy like thirty six shirts, and uh, I said, are you sure? He's like, I'm telling you, for that, I'm gonna sell these, and he sold them out in a week. Wow. You know, I mean, because uh, it was just that's the kind of kid he is, and that's you know when you have kids like that, you gotta let them go. Let yeah. them go. Yes. You know, again, really and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, you know sometimes they're going to make mistakes and that's how we learn. And you know what? The, the world's not going to end because you made this mistake in business class. It's just part of the business process. and And that's the way you have to think about it.
1: Oh, I just got goosebumps. I know. I know. Hey, I want to I
0: want to I want to unpack too with with Amber cuz you said something that struck a chord with me. Bob, you were in a you went and were educated in a traditional teacher sense, right? From and then you and then you went into the business world. So, when you got back into teaching, what made you think initially? What what made you think that you needed to do to teach in that traditional fashion? Ooh, good one.
2: When I first started teaching, I actually started in the career in technical education. That was where my first business opportunity came in. So it it was not as traditional as the current high school system. They we were running a school store at the time. And it was also at the time period where health regulations started coming in and people weren't buying stuff in the stores anymore because we couldn't figure out what products people were going to actually want to buy. And I had come up with this concept of, okay, I took the square footage of the school store floor. And I said, you're going to write a business plan for this square feet. And, and we had different individual businesses in there. And then this job opportunity came in and it became more traditional like you have you know, accounting and financial literacy and you have computers. I always, you know, I felt constricted to the uh curriculum. And as we started to shift to a, a, a proficiency-based system in Vermont, it started to open up the doors of like Hey, you know, we can learn English in business class, or we can demonstrate that we're, we have writing skills in business class. We can demonstrate that we have math skills in business class. And, you know, that's where we're heading in Vermont and it's exciting. And so once that door starts to open and became broader and broader for us. And we're seeing these repeat kids in, in this class. Like Jake has been in it for two years. He doesn't have to take this class anymore. He doesn't have to do anything with royalties, but he does. And the reason why is because they're excited about it. They enjoy what they do. I think all of the things that he talks about is why kids get engaged but we have to give them that opportunity. And that requires letting go of what is what we think is education and allow them to educate us and them at the same time. I learned stuff from Jake. He learned stuff from me. That's why I think it's so exciting.
0: That's awesome. That's exactly the perfect thing to say, (laughs) (laughs) because that's, because that's exactly what happens, right? We, we are in an age where we can't, we can't teach Jake anything we can't give him knowledge he's got everything in the in his pocket right we don't we, <laughs> but but we can but we can as educators help with some guidance and help with some of our experiences and then also just being open as a teacher to learn from the students as much as they learn from you that's that's the sweet spot right that's what we want that's what we want out of out of school and and I think that that's amazing.
1: I'm gonna have like
0: a whole bunch of of Bob sound bites. <laughs>
1: yeah, get carry around with me. But essentially <laughs> Teasing him up for like perfect sound bites, which is awesome. we haven't we
0: haven't set it up this way. It's just I not- will <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: send, send you
0: your check later, Bob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I have a question, Jake, for you, actually, because Bob kind of handed on this, but you, the idea of school being a place where you can fail in business class and it's not as intimidating as taking a, a stab at failing like in the real world. So what are your views after experiencing this entrepreneurship course for two years around failing? Because we find a lot of times students that have had really traditional education experiences where they haven't had this kind of experiential learning don't do as well with failure as people in this kind of space. So what are your thoughts on that?
3: I mean, I think Fredek kinda sets us up for this really well because he supports us. And so when we start to make mistakes, he's there to kind of guide us and stop it from being a complete failure. And then also just being in the school, you kind of have some help with the budget and with managing everything. And you're in a class, you're not by on your own. So I have my business partners, but then I have all the other businesses around me. And we kind of support each other and make sure each other do well.
1: So there's a sense of community that really allows this to to be a safe place for you to do that, because we have a lot of times. I mean, we've done my my organization does trainings for graduate students on failure and how if they have not experienced it by the time they get to grad school, if that's the first time they failed at anything, it derails their life. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's really important that you've had the opportunity in your high school experience. Bob, do you want to talk about that at all?
2: I was just going to say to Jake, I think you should talk about the first Haunted High job we had.
3: <laughs> so, the first oh. t shirt order, we kind of failed. <laughs> we, it took us a bit to figure out how to use everything, even though we thought we were all that because of practicing. <laughs> and we ended up doing some shirts upside down. some of them did not stay together that well so we ended up completing the order and we got it done and we kind of learned to let people that are good at making the shirts make the shirts and other people stay out of the way
1: but that's such a learning experience, and I mean, in a, in a class like entrepreneurship, like you can see the physical effects of. I guess what I'm saying, like that would be something that you can really clearly see that if not everything was working well, like you would have this exact, you have an upside down T-shirt, right? That is represented one. Yeah, you Do you have any? Love?
0: I want an upside down haunted high T-shirt. I think that's
3: a bomb. It still Man. glows in the dark. Oh, it's upside down. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs>
2: you guys had to picture him coming into the oh. classroom and saying uh, for that, uh, like, oh, that looks good. No, and then he shows the bottom part where it's upside down, right? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh we, my gosh. And we all laughed about it. And I think that's what was, you know like there was not like this, oh my God, you got it wrong. You can't do, you know, it was like, no, it's just like, it's part of the journey.
1: Wow, we got real serious <laughs> real quick.
0: <Yeah. laughs> oh man, that's that's incredible. That's <laughs> I can't imagine how much you laughed at me. that. How much you're laughing about it now? I can't imagine. You must have busted a gut when. am <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. like, okay, but <laughs> now we got to fix it. But this is pretty funny. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Bob, you teach also at the community college level, and we work a lot with community colleges. Through our partnership with NACI. is there a difference for you between teaching at the high school level versus the community college level?
2: My job with CCV is really here at school. We offer the accounting class for college credit, so I'm not actually in the college setting, but my curriculum is a is approved and uh, by the CCV faculty um, as a three credit course. So it has given me a little bit more opportunity and confidence in designing a curriculum that will be at a higher level um a different pace, right, and right now we're trying to work on an entrepreneurship partnership with them I, when I got back from entre ed, I was on the phone immediately like, Hey, we gotta talk like i so I'm trying to get the our current entrepreneurship program uh, qualified for the three at least the three, maybe six credits for CCV. And then how can we begin to look at their current facility and maybe doing something that would be of an, more of an incubator type space or with things like that. So that's that's where I'm kind of headed with uh, the community college now.
0: That's, that's great. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. We should get you plugged in with NACI and check out some of their resources. We can share those with you because they have some good ideas in that in that exact regard, <laughs> to get us, <laughs> to get started at, with community colleges, so that's that's amazing. We love community colleges. We think that because because they're they're more agile sometimes than than four year institutions. We think that teachers and professors can do so much so much good there. And and really, we we uh, interviewed some students from a community college the other day, and I think Amber and I were both just tearing up at this one young lady's presentation about how a, this entrepreneurship club and at the community college really changed the trajectory of her life. She really, um, it was, it was really powerful. So, and it's, it's a testament to what you can, what you're able to do in that space. So that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that you're doing that. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you were inspired by Entrez. Oh, oh Entre has them.
2: been an amazing organization. I can't say enough. I was so I don't know. It just felt so different than any other conference I had been to from the and moment did, I got okay, there.
1: Um, again, we, we're just, we're just, like, we're rolling with it. This is awesome. <laughs> um, I do have a question. I wanted to, Bob, because you had posted on social media recently about a community partnership that you're doing with a couple of your businesses and your entrepreneurship programs. So you, can you talk a little bit, because you talked on Community college collaboration. Can you speak to uh, community collaborations and how you're growing your student
2: businesses through them? Um, Yeah, I'm all about bringing community into the schools, Um, especially in business classes. We have the opportunity to um, highlight student work, and so I try to take every opportunity I can, whether it's bringing in the bank to uh, meet uh, to meet kids to meet their businesses. Recent one was with Butternut Mountain Farms, and they, um, we're making a granola bar product. It's the first time we're making a food product and they need honey. So I was looking up like, okay, well, where can we find honey? Cause we're gonna have to get some bulk honey here to package it. We're not making the bar. We're making a box product that gives you a recipe we don't have to make a you know like you don't have to go through all the health requirements and stuff like that so we're, we're gonna have to package the individual things and i said i'm not buying tubs of honey and trying to you know transfer it so um i found butternut mountain and there was a sales email and i was like well go ahead do, do, do. i'm really good at that just go ahead try it and they responded and i was like oh my god next thing i know i'm on the phone talking with somebody who was the wrong person. But she said, I know who to talk to. I said, great. And, um, you know, they're going to supply the honey for the boxes. And they're coming on November 7th for a tour of all the businesses. And, and then she said in the email, I'm bringing a couple other people because we'd like to talk about a retail display. And I went, oh, my God you're like thinking the same way i do. So now we're going to have a retail display hopefully. Oh, okay. But we're going to have an opportunity maybe to have a retail display outside of the school. Jake has been waiting for this. We've all been so just an opportunity. That's why we have to keep, you know, just keep going and don't let things get in the way. If all the stuff will come into play if we just keep going.
0: So you're going to actually are you going to have a, a retail location somewhere for the
2: like they a- have a yeah they have a retail store right now, and uh so we're gonna be looking at hopefully a space where all of our products will be um displayed. I'm sure Jake will be excited to get some you know different types of shirts out there. We do a lot of like Lamoille Union high school stuff, right, and uh this will be a chance for us to do like Vermont t shirts or yeah, I was you know happen
1: diff- into tourism
0: that's awesome,
2: that's, right,
1: amber. He can do our t-shirts
0: we have, Jake, we have you a got t-shirt idea one? we have an order for you
1: <laughs> okay the idea that we'd like to we'd like to collab on <laughs>
0: hey, well,
2: yeah, we're yeah. all about
1: that we'll send you some ideas we can't they're probably not appropriate for their plays on the word pitch
2: <laughs> <So> oh okay <laughs> we're not gonna go dive too much but, but even but.
1: even if
0: we didn't do that we we definitely need some entre-ed some stuff so that would be a
1: perfect like, oh, we'll oh, yes. you guys up after the podcast awesome so these are like i just
0: i'm just trying to picture in my head so these are kind of like the hello fresh of like energy health bars so you get your your kit and then you get that's pretty cool yeah
2: Yeah. we called it lancer bar for this initial product and eventually you'll be able to select the ingredients that go into your box so we're going to have a base product that you can purchase which is going to also benefit the Lamoille Community Food Share Program. So we're going to be taking a dollar um, from every box sold that's going to go to that program in the community to to help support the food needs in, in this community. And, you know, as an educator, and I, I have to just say that the most rewarding moments for me are not the fact that a student gets an A in something. It's watching kids interact with the Lamoille County Food Share. It's when the bank comes and they do a tour and they explain their products that's when you get to see it in real life and that's when everything it it just all I can say is when I see that going on I know why I do what I do.
1: I really I mean there's not much more we could possibly (laughs) do. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even need to talk like we don't need to ask questions. (laughs) Jake I want to ask you What advice, because you mentioned you're a basketball player, like this isn't a really traditional thing that you would do. You were invited by Bob to participate in this program. What advice would you give to other students that are interested or that might want to be interested in entrepreneurship?
3: The best advice I would give is just to take every opportunity you get because Fredette gave me the first opportunity to have to help own this business. And I took that one and that led to getting to talk in front of the school board about it. And I took that, and then they've just kind of been piling up. And now I'm here on this podcast, and we have $17,500 in sales, almost $3,000 in profit, and kind of just taking every opportunity you get gives you the best chance to succeed.
1: It's a profitable business. I
0: love it's that. that. line. <laughs> it's, it's so amazing how one little thing can lead to all these other things, and probably, I'm guessing, has given you a different perspective than you had going in, right? Where traditionally, we, we get very frustrated, Jake, because Amber and I talk a lot about how nowhere in our formal education did we ever encounter a teacher like Bob, ever. And, and and our whole, you know, our lives might be different. I don't know, maybe we would have found our way here because our brains are wired this way, but just, just the opportunities and the things that you learn and it's so powerful. We're just thankful and we... We want to populate the world with teachers like Mr. Fredette.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, that reminds me of the quote, like, find a way to yes. um, Because I think too often we hear, like, no's or we just don't. We just question whether or not we could accomplish something. And I think that, Jake, what you spoke to is really powerful in just finding a way to always say yes to opportunities that are presented. Fun fact for everyone: My financial literacy course was. We watched the Secret Life of the American Teenager. So welcome, (laughs) welcome to my K twelve experience. I learned nothing. I'm surprised you
0: hadn't blocked that out. (laughs) Surprised you? That's impressive that you remember that at all.
1: Oh, well, I mean, it was just such an uninformative setting, like, whatever. but yeah, so I really appreciate what you said, Jake, because I think you're really walking the walk here. And I mean, it, this experience, we talk a lot about like grades and how students really care about like college and like the acceptance, the experience that you have in this program makes you that much more competitive in a higher education program, or regardless of what you want to do, because you've had that real world experience. So I think that's awesome. That's Thank amazing. You.
0: Hey, and, and Bob, kind of the same, I think the same question for you. What <laughs> advice would you give other educators that want to get started? I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, getting start pushing through the barriers and stuff. If I'm listening to this and I'm going, oh, that sounds really cool. You know, what do I do next?
2: I think the next thing you do is you sit down and get to Ed Corps and Real World Scholars and find out where there might be some free money. And, you know, yeah, just to, just to, you you have to look right. You have to take, you can't win if you're not in the game. So get in the game by finding out where's the stuff that I can get possible funding. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a lot. If you don't, we didn't start out with eight businesses. We started out with three, you know, and then we still, the, the second half of the first year was still only three. But after that first full year, we doubled. We went to seven. Now we're at eight. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, we went from 10 kids to 25, 26 kids, returning kids that are coming all the time. And so that happens because of just staying the course. Stay the course, and it will all come together with just a focus and a determination, really, of just like, I put a I put everything I can into every business that's in that room. Jake's business gets a lot of attention because of the fact that the products are so out there. People are wearing it all over the place. The financial report looks pretty darn good, right? When you have that, that kind of sales, but every business counts to what we do. And so it doesn't matter to me if you're um, making candles or labels or, um granola bars it's 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 every business is as important to me as any of them and i that's what i try to do every day but get involved with something with a hands-on product if you think uh just making a doing the t-shirt business is the way to start stick with that start it and then it'll grow from there you got to plant that first plant
0: I'm getting like a Field of Dreams vibe. Like if you build
2: it. I'm I a baseball guy, so. <laughs> there you
1: go. No, well, thank you both. This has been, I mean, extremely rewarding. We really didn't have to tee up any of these conversations. They just kind of happened, which is awesome. And Jake, best of luck today. Enjoy your, your tours. And yes. we're just really thankful that you took time out of your, your day to, to speak with us as well as Bob. So awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so how can people, Bob, how can people connect with you to learn more from you? It can be Twitter, however you think would be best to reach out to you to learn about yeah. your
2: program. You can reach out at b 20 on the Twitter line, and it's uh, Lamoille Union High School in Hyde Park, Vermont. And you'll find our information online uh, as far as the school is concerned and how to reach me there. Jake, what about yeah. royalties?
1: Yeah. How can we learn? How can we buy t-shirts?
3: <laughs> we have a website. It's royaltees.luhs. And then we also have an Instagram that is royal.tees underscore luhs.
1: All right. They're on the Insta. Okay. Very cool. Well, we're excited and we'll definitely drop the contact information as well when we publish this. But this has been so rewarding for us.
0: So, For us so happy too. Happy
1: to have you. This is great. I knew I was going to be smiling the whole time, though. I knew
0: going, I knew going in because because it was Bob. <laughs> I know he's just
1: so like your energy is honestly just it's palpable. So, which is good because we want educators that are excited about the work that we're doing, and every time we talk to somebody in this space, we can see that. So we're just appreciative. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much.
2: Yeah. Thank really, you too. We,
1: we really love this. This is amazing.
2: Yeah. I, I always hate to say goodbye to you guys. That's the thing. I'm like, oh, I felt this way when I was in Kentucky. Like I'm leaving early and I didn't want to leave. And I'm sitting <laughs> on the plane and I'm like, why am I leaving?
1: <laughs> no, it's not goodbye. It's This is the creation it's, of community. Until next time.
2: Until next time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you
1: both and have a great day. Oh,
0: thanks. Thank you.